Hello, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Snack Break Podcast. I'm your host, John Schaefer, and on this podcast, I interview physical therapists, fitness professionals, and health and wellness experts. Today, I'm going to be addressing something near and dear to my heart, and that is imposter syndrome. So talking about what it is, when does it end, if it ends, and how do we beat it or address it to make sure that we're continuing to be um, individuals who are functioning effectively in the workplace and still able to take action to address the things that are important to us. Because I think a lot of times imposter syndrome is something that we feel so deeply um, that it actually limits us from progressing, whether that's in the workplace, whether that's in our social lives. Um, because when we're experiencing imposter syndrome, it really brings on this you know, pretty great sense of resistance. And we'll talk a little bit um, about strategies to address imposter syndrome so you can continue to live an effective, um, effective life. So I think before we get any further, I wanna make sure we all have the same working definition of imposter syndrome. Um, and that is the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own effort or skills. So I'll kind of talk a little bit about my experience with imposter syndrome and what sorts of things I think have led me to you know, realize that I needed to make some sort of change. And this, so this really goes back to over the holidays, I was in a position where I was in a little bit of a slump, but I wasn't really sure why. For whatever reason, I was questioning my career path, some of my recent decisions that I've made following graduation, um, and really wondering why I didn't feel better about myself and everything that I'd accomplished over the course of the last year, just completing physical therapy school and things like that. Um, and I think it was either the day or day before I was taking off to go back to Texas. I was home in Minnesota for a while. Um, I went for a drive with my dad and he was kind of asking me, you know, how's everything going? You seem like you've been a little bit down over the last couple days. Um, and you know, I just started telling him, you know, I, I don't feel like myself. Um, I'm constantly feeling like I need to do more and more and I don't necessarily know why I can't be happy with what I've accomplished so far. Um, and the conversation kind of went back and forth for a while and it, it culminated in him kind of telling me, um, you need to, you need to look at everything you've done over the course of last year. I mean, you've written a book, you've hosted over 20 episodes of a podcast, you're pursuing residency training, you've lived in five States over the last two years. And having someone else say those things to me and graduated PT school, by the way, which is a huge accomplishment, having someone say those things to me, for whatever reason, resonated a little bit more than my self-reflection of, okay, you've done this, that, and the other. Um, it just seems like it's another thing along the way in the journey. Um, so having him actually say that to me, having another person acknowledge, you know, that you have done these things, I started to feel a little bit like I was kind of being ridiculous, like, come on, I have done a lot, but I still don't know why there's that disconnect and me still feeling like, like I should be doing more or something like that. Um, so I kind of countered his response to everything I've done. I was saying things like, 
yeah, well, I haven't really sold a lot of books or not as many as I'd like. But my podcast listeners, the podcast is still growing, um, but maybe it's not exactly where I'd like it to be right now, uh, along with many other kind of excuses or shooting myself down. Instead of using I mean, gratitude for the experiences I've had and recognizing how much growth has taken place, I mean, come on. I think a lot of us as new graduates or even practicing clinicians, if we look back to maybe a year or two ago and think about maybe how much we didn't know or different perspectives we had then that have grown tremendously since then, our minds will be absolutely blown to realize like you've grown quite a bit. You've come quite a far, quite a ways in terms of development, like personally as a clinician, um, maybe you're living on your own for the first time. These are all things we need to give ourselves a little bit more credit for. So I left that conversation thinking to myself, if I was someone else looking at me, like from an outsider's perspective, what would I think? Would I think, hey, this is someone who's doing a lot, has a lot to be proud of, um, is really moving in the right direction with their career, um, should be super grateful for everyone they've met, everything he's encountered, um, rather than kind of just being alone with maybe your own thoughts and thinking, okay, maybe I got lucky to have had this opportunity or to be in this position. Um, so taking that, getting some additional perspective, I think is extremely useful. But I mean, we've all felt it. We've all experienced it. This, that was just my, that was just my individual uh, kind of realization that this is something that I've been dealing with. But really, imposter syndrome, when we talk about it, it's that gut feeling, uh, that almost pit in your stomach thinking, you know, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not, I don't know enough. Um, I don't deserve to be in this position. Can I really make a difference treating this person? Do I, do I deserve to have the opportunities to um, to continue to do X, Y, or Z. So I think this is something we can all relate to and there's you know countless different resources and countless individuals who talk about imposter syndrome and how to beat it um, because it's, it's extremely prevalent in a lot of different professions, physical therapy included. So in preparing for the podcast, I kind of did some different reading online, tried to figure out you know what are some of the primary causes, are there levels to imposter syndrome? just to try and get a better overall perspective of you know, what it is and why we experience it and maybe strategies to cope with feeling some of these feelings because they are, like I said, very real and very common. Uh, one of the biggest causes I kept coming across for imposter syndrome um, was this, and I'm just gonna read it for you here. So it says, many people who have experienced imposter syndrome grew up in families that stressed achievement and success. If your parents went back and forth between overpraise and overcriticism, you may be more likely to have feelings of being a fraud later in life. Society's pressures to achieve can also contribute. So I don't necessarily relate with this a whole lot in terms of I never felt I never felt pressure from my family to achieve anything. I feel like all of all of the imposter syndrome on my end has maybe come from being my own worst critic. And I think there's probably a large portion of us that can relate to that too, whether that was um, going through school, trying to get the best grades that you could, being hard on yourself, maybe if you got a B or a, God forbid, a C, 
I know, I know that's something where, I mean, a lot of us dread not having that level of um, accomplishment or feeling like we didn't accomplish as much as we should have. And something else that I was reading a lot about is there's different levels to there's different levels to imposter syndrome in different ways that it'll present. So I think a lot of us within um, the world of physical therapy fall into this perfectionist category, and that's us thinking that you know we need to we need to be perfect throughout the entire route. We need to get perfect test scores. We need to get our patients better immediately in three or five visits. We need to have all the answers to all the questions, um, and just putting a lot of pressure on yourself to know everything and. I said it before, you can't possibly know everything. You just can't. We talked a little bit about it in one of the previous episodes, just having that willingness to be open to not knowing it all and coming back to patients' question after you've learned a little bit more. So having that flexibility and having the ability to recognize there are going to be gaps in your knowledge. And then there's also other categories such as um, the individualist or the individual who maybe doesn't like to ask for help, or if they do ask for help, they feel like they're a fraud or a failure because they had to ask someone else. When in reality, there's a lot of power in being able to leverage your relationships around you, especially from mentors or individuals who have been in the situations that you're struggling with. Um, They, for the most part, are gonna want to help contribute to fast tracking your growth because there was a time when they were struggling with the exact same things you were. And then, Other categories include the superhero, the person who feels like they need to constantly be doing more or striving for more um, or never feel like, you know, they're doing quite enough. And then there's other categories as well that go on and on and on and breaking this thing down further and further because, again, so many people struggle with it and so many people are looking for ways to cope with it or looking for ways to get it out of their life because maybe it is limiting them. Um, so it's, I think it's important to address, you can't ever fully beat imposter syndrome in a super quick time frame. This isn't something that's going to go away in a, you know, a couple days or a week. It's something that you're going to continue to have to work on and find ways that you can limit its impact as you continue to develop more confidence in yourself. So next, I'm going to talk about a couple different strategies that I feel like have been extremely beneficial Uh, for me and that I think can be applied to a lot of different situations and a lot of different people who might be struggling differently with dealing with imposter syndrome. So one of the biggest things that is important as you move about your professional career, your personal life, is that you have some sort of a mission in mind, some sort of end goal for doing all the things that you're doing. Whatever your mission is, And I want you to try and write it down and look at it every single day. So know what what you're trying to accomplish. Um, And if you do that, you can be a lot more confident that you're making steps to get there day to day. So it's not this, it's not this super abstract idea that, okay, like I, I think I'm doing the right things. I think I'm making progress. No, you've got your mission down on paper and you know that all the steps you're taking day to day are done with the intention that they're going to move you closer to whatever your mission is or whatever your end goal is. And I like the idea of a mission versus the end goal because the mission is ongoing. It's not necessarily, um, it's not necessarily something that 
comes to an end at any point. It's something that you're constantly striving to achieve or difference you're looking to make in the world. So think a little bit about what your mission is, write it down, look at it every single day. And think often about your intentions. Do you have good intentions? Of course you do. Realize that Realize that you do have these good intentions and are willing to learn the tools or skills necessary to overcome whatever roadblocks you encounter. So it's not going to be perfect. There's going to be, there's going to be times where there's patients you don't fully understand their condition or it's maybe something you haven't encountered as frequently. But recognize that you know throughout that experience, your intentions are good. You don't have bad intentions. You're not trying to hurt this patient. And also recognize that you're smart. You have the knowledge and skills to fill in these gaps. You're willing to do the work um, to address whatever problems come up or uncertainties. And with those thoughts in mind, you can recognize that, yes, you don't know it all. You won't know it all. You can't possibly know it all. But what you can do is know that you have good intentions and know that you're willing to put in the work to come up with solutions to whatever you don't know or find people to talk to to help you work through things. And then that eliminates the pressure you put on yourself to know it all in the moment because it's, let's be honest, those are just unrealistic expectations to put on yourself, but yet many of us do. And with that in mind, like, no, you're doing your absolute best there's nothing to be concerned about. You're putting all the effort forward and you're trying to work through any issues that come up for the betterment of those people who you're trying to serve. The next thing, or the next strategy and approach I want you to use, give yourself credit for past accomplishments. So I was recently reading a book that spoke about creating this idea of a success savings account or savings or success savings deposit, similar to how you create a savings deposit for money. Um, and with this idea, the author is saying that at the end of each day, try and either think mentally or write down one success from the day at a minimum. So if you had a really good day, a lot of successes, you can jot them all down or think about them. Or if you had a day that maybe wasn't so great, at least get one win down on paper or etched in your mind of an accomplishment. And then when you're starting to feel like an imposter or you're finding yourself in those moments, review your success, re review your success deposit or your um, success bank and realize that you have done a lot. You've been successful in the past. You've done amazing things. So I think that that can really help you start to create a better vision of who you are, a better self-image if you're constantly reviewing you know, times you've been successful and what's worked and you kind of realize that you do have a track record of um, success, even if you haven't always been able to help people. You have done all the things to try and put yourself in a position to, to be the best uh, clinician that you can and realize, I think above all, just push yourself to learn about what interests you and know that, you know, no matter what certification you get, it's not instantly going to change the way you feel about yourself, the perceptions you have about yourself or the beliefs that you have about yourself. If you're not doing some of this individual work, reflecting on 
who you are, what successes you've had, and things like that. And I think the perfect example of this uh, for me was the CSCS exam. I felt like as soon as I passed that, I wouldn't feel like an imposter anymore. I'd feel like I had enough skills for exercise prescription to finally start working with athletes and be confident in my be confident in my program design and things like that. But even afterwards, after I finally passed, there was probably 20 or 30 minutes where I felt on top of the world. I felt like I did it. I'm the guy. And then and then it faded pretty quickly after I woke up the next day and I was kind of like, "Oh, this is it." And I it was kind of came up as a little bit of an identity crisis because I'm like, God, is it like, why am I not, why am I not feeling any different? Like I'm the same person I was yesterday when I woke up before I passed. Um, and now I'm pursuing my OCS through residency training. So I'll take that exam, um, sometime next year. And I've learned so much over the course of this residency so far, but I still recognize that yeah, there are gaps. I don't, I don't necessarily feel like, um, day to day, I still don't feel like I'm superior to what I was previously for whatever reason. I know I've gotten a lot smarter. I know I know more than I knew, you know, four months ago. Um, but going through this process isn't necessarily like an instant, you know, change. Um, so a lot of, a lot of the change and a lot of what I'm starting to realize now is it comes back to the self self-belief and self-identity that you start to create throughout reflection of how far you've come um, and what sorts of things you're currently working on as well as the direction you're headed towards your ultimate goals or whatever mission um, that you have for yourself. So I guess the overall goals of this episode is to I guess highlight or provide a greater awareness of this is something that a lot of people are dealing with. And I would say that you're already a step ahead of the game if you recognize that, yes, this is, this is a little bit of an issue for me. That self-awareness is going to do wonders in terms of giving you the next steps of how to address this issue in your life. And once you start to look inward, I think that you're quickly going to realize, you know, you're a pretty awesome individual. You've accomplished a lot. Um, after you kind of start working on that savings bank, you're going to recognize I do have a track record of success and I need to start giving myself more credit for everything that I've done. Um, Some people will take this as far as to start working on like daily affirmations um, to help further boost their idea of themselves. And I think that if that's something that works for you, absolutely start to incorporate it. Whatever ways you can find um, to help to start improve your image of yourself is going to go a long way in terms of um, creating success in limiting the effects of imposter syndrome. So hopefully this podcast was relatable for you. Hopefully you're able to take a few tips and tricks. If you are dealing with imposter syndrome, know that you're not alone. Um, Know that there are a lot of tools and strategies that can help you address this. And know that you're doing a lot of the right things. You're putting yourself in a position to be successful Um, by constantly working to improve yourself and uh, address some of these limiting factors. Because once you, once you start to rid yourself of these self-limiting beliefs, you know, there's a lot more opportunities for you and you'll start to a little bit more clearly attack whatever your mission 
um, your mission to accomplish is. So thanks for listening to the episode. Um, as always, like the podcast, share with any friends. Feel free to leave a five-star review. I'm super happy you're here and allowing me to continue to do this. So have an awesome week. And as always, we'll see you on the next one.